0: Hey, I'm Amber. And I'm Becca. And this is Forward Farming. Hey, guys. Welcome back to
1: Forward Farming. Happy Monday, Becca. How the heck
0: are you? I've been better. I have been (laughs) (laughs) better. better it's, it's a Monday that's for sure I feel yeah I feel like just
1: a lot of things are going wrong today but you know what that's okay because the day is almost over and uh tomorrow's gonna be better right it has to be better we can hope yes uh so today we have a fun episode uh kind of a timely a timely thing um but before we get into all the fun details, let's do some highs and lows because it sounds like you've got some stuff you want to talk about for this week.
0: <laughs> I sound hostile or something? No, it just sounds like you're you're having a week and it's only Monday. So it's uh, going on in the world. Um, uh, well, let's see. This morning, no, last night we got a message from daycare that pretty much just said, like, hey, um, there was a confirmed case of COVID. Uh, You know, we'll keep you guys updated. We're doing a lot of cleaning, yada, yada. So I'm like, okay. You know, it's like school-age kids can wear masks if if they're able to, whatever. And then today, like, right when I went to pick the kids up, uh, we got another message that said that um, our, like, county health department advised the daycare to close down for two weeks. Um, So yeah, I have no daycare for two weeks now, which... (laughs) sweet um they didn't really give us like any details I don't know how many people had it I don't know who you know like yeah I don't know it'd be kind of nice to know like it's just like hey we're closed um so yeah that's gonna be um a fun two weeks because Joey obviously can't take the kids to work with him and while I'm able to it is not easy working with children on the farm it's just it's not very safe especially with harvest and everything so I don't really know what we're gonna do yet um probably gonna have to talk about it when Joy gets home tonight but Sophia can still go to school at least we got that going for us but we still have Jackson and Joe to worry about.
1: I don't want to go to school.
0: We're gonna go to school. <laughs> no I don't want to
1: I feel your pain Sophia. She and says yeah, it's uh, boring. Well maybe she needs to go up a grade. Maybe she's just too smart for all those little kids. You're too smart for school?
0: Can you tell Amber what you're going to be when you grow up? Everything. Everything. (laughs) Everything. She wants to be a dentist and a firefighter and a police officer and a mommy. What else? Uh, And a doctor. And a doctor.
1: Oh, I was expecting a a dinosaur. dinosaur? Yeah, she's going to be rolling in the door. Oh yeah, (laughs) good for her. Yeah, so maybe she does need to go for a butterfly and a butterfly. butterfly. You are going to be a busy
0: girl. That's what I'm uh, saying. (laughs) That's uh, sweet. Yeah. (laughs) So that's Milo. (laughs) We're just kind of a mommy. I don't know. We'll figure it out, but it's kind of a it's it's hard Uh, to lose it so fast. Yeah, I um.
1: That I, I can't imagine having to take two little babies with you to work. Good. I hope everything works out okay and you get some some help along the way. And that it's not too stressful. So yeah. sending you sending you lots of peace and love. Um my low, let's see. We are we're almost done with harvest. We um we're not having the best crop year. Uh, so I am back full-time every day during harvest, at least. I don't know what's going to happen after we're done, but I think we're going to be done, um, by the end of this week. So by like a week earlier than we normally are. Um, but I I'm tired, like Porter isn't sleeping the best at night and then having to get up and get him shipped off over to my parents and, then work all day long. I'm I'm kind of dragging, my eyes are red. I'm a little sleepy, but it's good. He's a happy baby. Otherwise I can't complain too much because when he is awake, he just kind of sits there and smiles. So it's not, it's easy at least. But we're making it through, we're almost done. And hopefully I can take a nap pretty
0: soon. Oops, there is a mute. <laughs> Oh yeah. It's, it's hard enough to like go back to work after you have a baby, but then like you're going back and you're like in the busiest part of the year. So it's like, yeah. And, uh,
1: I took five full weeks off, almost six weeks off. Uh, so, I mean, that's not a lot. I don't feel like, but I mean, you got, you got stuff to do baby or not harvest is harvest and you gotta, gotta get her done. So I'm hoping I can get a day or two off a week after harvest is done and just chill because he's getting so big. He's already, he's two months old this week and he's already fitting into six month
0: clothes. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) He's just
1: a big guy.
0: How much does he weigh? Has he been to the doctor lately?
1: No, he no. he goes in at his two month appointment. So he gets his vaccines and stuff this week so uh best of luck to us i have no idea how much he is he's got to be i don't know how much he is he's a handful (laughs) he was eight pounds when he was born he's got to be like 15 now jackson was
0: uh, i think 13 something at his two-month appointment his two-month appointment was really like two and a half month appointment because I don't know how to adult and I didn't. Um I didn't make the appointment quick enough.
1: <laughs> well, that's okay. Yeah, you'll have
0: that.
1: Lucky, I was lucky that they made these appointments for me while I was still in the hospital. They didn't even ask me like if this date works. Or so you're just like, nope, we scheduled this appointment for you and blah blah blah. So you don't have to worry about it when you get home. So that was nice. At least I didn't have to worry about making my appointments or his appointments for the first two months. So go nice. team go
0: yeah know they made like my first first couple like in the first month or two and then then they expected me to adult all on my own and it was pretty
1: rude i know they uh they really baby you when you're in the hospital and all of a sudden it's just like you're on your own good luck chuck don't die don't kill this child um let's see some highs for the week I, uh, my high, this weather has been pretty nice. am not going to lie. This October has been a okay. We haven't had too many rainy days. I don't think it's been too cold. Like this morning when we got up, it was like 38 or 39 when we started working, but the sun was out and there wasn't any wind. So it felt super warm. And then I was in, um, a t-shirt this afternoon and it's the 18th of October. That never happens, but
0: this was yeah. pretty nice. Um, we got, oh my gosh, these kids. Uh, we got quite a bit of rain last week. It seemed like it rained for like a week straight and like no sunshine. So we were out of the field for a while, but it finally um, dried up enough that Joey could finish combining beans yesterday. So that'll be my high. We got that done. It, it is nice out. I think, um, like Wednesday is when the temperature drops and then it's like really cold, but yeah, gonna soak it up until then. I think this weekend will be a good weekend to get out hunting. Daddy? I think yeah, it's my, getting to that point. My parents are coming to visit this weekend. So we're hoping to maybe sneak away for a day, but <laughs> my goodness. Uh, so yeah, we're hoping to maybe sneak away, but at the same time, I'm like, we don't have like when we go to the woods so yeah. i have to like manually pump and that doesn't sound like fun so i don't really want to be gone that long <laughs> so we'll see when we make it but
1: yeah Lee, i don't even have like trail cameras out or anything so i have no idea what's stomping around out there i just <laughs> didn't get around this year you're probably gonna have I'm a bunch d- of
0: dinosaurs d- now
1: i know and i'm gonna keep track of them i'm actually gonna see them this year and i can't show you guys because I don't have any proof of them, So if I, I might have to clip a GoPro to my hat or something, just if I go missing,
0: I'll just have a live
1: stream going from my hat. <laughs> so maybe, yeah, maybe that can be a podcast episode. If we get desperate enough, I'll just have like a microphone hooked up to me and you can just hear my dramatic reactions to being in the woods I hate going in the morning so maybe I'll suck it up for you guys and clip a microphone to me in the morning and you can hear all the dinosaurs and sasquatches that I hear <laughs>
0: uh, I really I don't like going to my stand in the morning either I just I it's literally keep my, I keep my head down and I just keep keep moving just forward hustle. just hustle and Joey's always like you have to walk slow so you don't start sweating otherwise you'll stink and I'm like i hardly sweat and i'm not gonna stop and let something eat me in the middle of the woods like i'm gonna keep moving until i'm in my tree stand
1: i just keep my eyes on the ground so i know i'm not tripping over anything and then i stop when i hit my stand that's it
0: exactly (laughs) oh shoot um okay you have any goals for this week no um let's see my goals uh I say survive, survive. A lot, but this this week I'm really <laughs> gonna survive the next two weeks. Um, luckily, I don't have like a ton of things to do at the farm, and it's slowing down a little. So I'm hoping that I can just stay on top of things, and I don't know. Maybe a few days I'll be able to get home before Joey leaves for work, so then he doesn't have to bring the kids to me. But we'll see.
1: Good luck. Uh, this week. I have a lot of little projects I've been kind of working on. So I'm just uh my goal is to figure out what the heck is wrong with my computer. We'll we'll start we'll stick with that because <laughs> um every it seems like every time I fire up my computer, it's updating. Something is happening and I don't understand what's happening. I opened it today to record this with Becca and all of a sudden it's saying that my computer didn't update and it's undoing the changes that the update couldn't perform, which makes no sense. So my computer is just sitting there spinning for what, like 20, 30 minutes, just undoing changes that it didn't complete from the update. So I'm getting a little mad. So if you guys have uh, good laptop recommendations for me, that's not a stupid Samsung. Maybe I just need to put out another reel on Instagram, like I did with my internet, and just start complaining about Samsung, my laptop. So then someone can reach out to me and be like, "Hey, I have one you can try."
0: That'd be a deal. Be nice. I could use one too because um, the screen on ours broke. It like it just popped open one day. So Joey has it taped shut. I mean, the screen still works. It's just like the screen popped off. It's hard to describe, but yeah, like the screen, it's just like, there's a big gap on the side. I don't know how it happened. Joey like literally just opened it one day and it broke. So it got it taped, but the tape doesn't, it didn't work. So you just have to be really careful when you open it. it uh, yeah,
1: uh, so technology problems, again, it's not just rural living, it's just all sorts of technology. We, we could use a help. So if you guys have good recommendations that for laptops that won't break the bank, that'd be nice.
0: Yeah, that's that's the worst part. We've got an HP which we have really liked, but screen thing kind of sucks. Yeah, I've always dreamed of owning a MacBook, but they're so expensive. Right. I'm tempted to look into
1: iPads, but I wouldn't be able to hook my microphone up. I don't think they have like a USB plug in it.
0: But that uh, would be no, nice. they. I don't think they do. I know you can like buy, I guess I don't know how that works, but sometimes you can like buy an adapter. Um,
1: I wonder if you had like AirPods, if the microphone on that would be good enough? Um, Could be. I don't know, something to look into. Maybe we need to make a Because it's nice because you can get
0: like, um, you can get like a keyboard for your iPad and stuff like that.
1: Mm-hmm. I think it'd be nice for like editing pictures and stuff too, but yeah that's
0: a topic for a different day. <laughs> yep. If anyone wants to, you know, sponsor the Ford Farming <laughs> computer slash iPad uh <laughs> equipment, let us know. We can enhance we your experience start. a little bit more.
1: Maybe <laughs> we need to start like a GoFundMe page or something.
0: Real for internet and <laughs> computers.
1: Oh shoot. Uh, okay, so before I get too flustered, because I'm already there, uh, let's have uh, my children,
0: because I'm flustered. <laughs> I apologize <laughs> to anyone watching this YouTube video, because at <laughs> the time I mute myself, but I forget I'm still on video, so I'm like talking to the kids, and you guys probably think I'm <laughs> weird, but uh, it is what it is. It is it what it is. What it Until is. I
1: can figure out how to edit video, which probably isn't going to happen anytime soon. You're just gonna get the
0: real raw unedited version. So yeah, and it's too much work to to mute myself and stop my video. So it's just (laughs) we're gonna mute myself. (laughs) Uh anyway. So
1: so while I talk to Becca's hand, uh today we wanted to talk to you guys about (laughs) advocating, advocating, egg explaining I don't know whatever you want to call it talking about
0: what we do for a living
1: yes (laughs) talking about how to get involved in the industry outside of um, your own farm how to be a voice for not only yourself but your industry that you farm for Um, so social media is obviously a great place to start and, but there's so many more options out there to explore as well. There's a lot of people that are interested in what you're doing on your farm, and there's a lot of people that are becoming interested, especially in women in agriculture. Um, so Becca and I kind of wanted to talk about our experiences with that and tips and tricks for you guys to kind of get involved if you're looking to get involved in where to start and how to start, um, no matter where you're at in your Ag career or um in your life so becca what do you think how how do you feel about being an advocate is that what you want to call
0: yourself no or are you just a farmer <laughs> <laughs> i am just a farmer that is sharing what i'm doing i don't know why that word just it irks me advocate? i don't know why yes i i don't know why it it's whatever people can call themselves whatever they want we won't get into that debate but i just <laughs> Like, I don't like that term. I don't like the term influencer. I just, I don't know. Something's wrong with me, but I just, I'm a farmer and I like to share what I do. So that is, there. You go. that is me. Um, no, but I, well, that's going to make for a really short podcast episode. So give me something, <laughs> give me something else. No, I think it, it's really cool. All the things that you can do on social media, um, to kind of share your story, but at the same time, you know, you can go to the grocery store and spark up a conversation with someone or do a podcast interview with someone, Um, do, you know, interviews on TV, like you've been doing, Like, there's so many other ways that you can be an advocate. And uh, I think it's just cool that you can kind of uh, find the best way for you to share your story, and then kind of go from there. And it's been fun. I mean, I really like social media, obviously, just because you can kind of do things on your own time you know when you have time to post you can post when you have time to do stories and stuff like that whereas you know if you're doing like interviews and stuff it's a little bit more of a time commitment um but it's been really fun to kind of get invited to like talk to random groups of people I mean I'm like why would you want to talk to me (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it's really fun just to share your story too um most of the time it's been college kids for me and it's just it's fun to share the story of how I got to where I am um, because I don't have a very conventional story and just kind of share my love of agriculture. So it's yeah.
1: Yeah, I think um, the biggest thing for me is I, I kind of got involved in in the industry before I started my social media page. Like I kind of was getting involved in different ways outside of social media first. So like with, um, with us, we have the Wisconsin State Cranberry Growers Association, which a lot of growers are members of. And my family has been members since like this association was founded. Um, and like my dad has been president of this organization. He's been a part of um, a lot of different committees, a lot of different just a lot of different things. And he always encouraged the kids to get involved. So my brother and I, like when um, there was egg day at the Capitol, we would always go, he'd always take my brother and I down to the Capitol Madison and, and uh, talk to, talk to our, um, what are they called? <laughs> I'm obviously, I obviously love egg day at the Capitol. Talk to our um, representatives. There we go. And uh, just kind of lobby for, <laughs> just kind of be a lobby. You
0: and I'm on mute, so I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were just talking
1: into the kids. I'm like,
0: okay, I was I'm trying just to gonna have you representative. Right <laughs> okay, bye. I'm gonna go back for a little.
1: <laughs> so we would go down to the Capitol and we would talk to our representatives and kind of give them a spiel on what's going on with our industry and ask them for help and that kind of thing. So that's where I think my brother he kind of found his interest in politics was from going to the ag day at the Capitol. Um, Cause he really loved doing that side of things. Whereas I was more interested in going and sitting in like his marketing meetings or something. And I would think that was super interesting. Um, so I'm very thankful that we have an association like that, that really is a voice for our industry. So uh, growing up, you know, I wasn't, I never thought I wanted to get back into agriculture, but uh after I kind of did my own thing and I realized that I did want to go back into agriculture, I realized I didn't have a formal ag education, even though there's not really like a uh you can't take a college course on like how to grow cranberries or anything, but you know, having some sort of agronomy background would have been nice. Uh but obviously you're blinding me with whatever you're doing.
0: <laughs> you're still on mute. <laughs> the sun is coming through my window and like this just this perfect angle and i can't make it stop
1: <laughs> i don't know if it was like your screen was falling off and i'm just kidding
0: <laughs>
1: nope just hot mess over here okay <laughs> oh, that's fine um anyway so i realized i didn't have like a formal education but i wanted to get some sort of education or just kind of better myself in the in any way that i could because i knew I had disadvantages, um, from the other employees here. Like I'm, I don't have a mechanical background. I don't have, um, the strengths. I don't have like the brawn that these guys do. So I wanted to have a different approach to being a farmer out here. So I wanted to get like the business side of things. So I our the growers association offered like this leadership course where you can go through and do like media training. You can do, um, like uh, like business training, so you learn how to interact with different generations. You find out your personality type and how you can work with other personalities to become a better leader on your farm. You can do um, uh, let's see, there was one where it's like a political one, so you could learn how to lobby and go talk to your representatives, and you know that was a really great course that they offered. And then um, there's just so much that you can get involved with. So I've kind of really done everything I, I can take on as many roles as I can on that side of things. Um, and I think that's kind of what helped me gain the confidence enough to start the social media pages because I had that background in uh, like our media training. They teach you what to say and what not to say. If uh, a cameraman shows up on your doorstep asking, how's harvest looking this year? Like, how's your crop looking? We had a terrible spring. How did that affect you? And it, it really taught me how to take a negative situation and spin it into a positive for publicity reasons like if they're saying like oh your spring and summer were awful how did we know you're having a terrible crop how do you feel about that like no one wants to be asked those awful questions how are you going to take that and spin it into a positive way and be like yeah we did have a terrible growing season but that's one reason for you to buy cranberries like we could really appreciate the support because we're not having a great year, or just because you're not, you you know, things like that. And uh, um, so that's been very helpful for me to get involved. So if if you are looking to get more involved in your in your farm life, but you don't, you like social media isn't your thing, get involved with like associations that your state offers, or get involved in different organizations for your you know, just in, in your <laughs> industry and just reach out and see how many different ways you can get involved because a lot of farmers need their voices heard. And a lot of, you know, everyone needs to be uh, <laughs> <I'm> so <sorry. laughs> every, every industry needs a voice and the more voices that they have, the more the louder that your, that your voice is going to be heard and, and changes are going to start happening. So if, if you don't speak up, uh, you're just kind of leaving the risk that someone else is going to speak up for you and they might not be saying the right thing. So that's my little spiel on why you should be involved in, in everything that you can too. And I think a lot of it, um, and if you want to take that a step further, if you are okay with like, public speaking. Um, well, what are you doing?
0: <laughs>
1: I mean, very it's like you're just taking a magnifying glass to the window. It's
0: just... <laughs> I was trying to it hold stopped. the blanket up so that it would stop, but I'm just gonna cut half my head off because it's the sun is out of it now. <laughs> We're good.
1: Um, okay. <laughs> So I, I don't like talk. I don't know why. I don't really like talking about all the different things I'm involved in. I mean, there's a, I'm, there's a lot that I do kind of behind the scenes. I don't really talk about. Um, but one of the things that I've been doing a lot more is interviews with uh, a lot of big things, <laughs> a lot of big uh, organizations, a lot of big media outlets um, and I'm given those opportunities because I am involved in so many different things. So at first, like the, the Wisconsin Cranberry Growers Association would reach out to me, their PR person and say, Hey, we have this media outlet that wants to do an interview about cranberries. Are you available, um, to handle this? And here's kind of X, Y, Z what they're looking for. So like that Charlie Barron's video that we did last year, that was through the, Cranberry Girls Association, um, and they knew that they could trust my, me and my family enough to handle that professionally. Um, so say yes, to those opportunities. And then it kind of evolved from that. They knew I had this training. They knew my dad had this training. Um, so that we're just kind of handed these media opportunities. And, and then um, I took leadership courses through Ocean Spray that they had offered. Um, to the growers. And they knew that I had had this media training. They know, they knew that, you know, having a presence on social media is nice, but they know that I'm not going to say anything stupid to media. Like, yeah, our season sucked. You know, it is what it is. And just kind of shut, shut it down. I'm able to have a positive spin on things. I know how to like turn conversations from a negative to a positive, like that kind of thing is important. If you want to do like media things um so ocean spray started reaching out to me to do different um interviews do different media opportunities which has been really awesome and bringing a lot of attention to the industry uh so it's been it's a lot to handle it's a it's a lot of pressure but i think i i kind of stopped looking at it because a lot of people say like how do you handle that like how do you work how do you give an interview for like, um, I think, you know, it's going to be a national news piece. How do, how do you handle that pressure? And it's like, well, I just kind of take a step back and I just have a conversation with somebody. I don't think about who all is going to see this in the end, because I don't know, like, I don't know if it, like one person is going to see it or thousands of people are going to see it. I just know that I'm having a conversation with one person at that time. And that's kind of all I focus on in that moment. Uh, so. Future me. It's a future me problem to think about who all is going to see it, but I can't do anything at that time anyway. So in that moment, I just worry about interacting one-on-one and being as authentic as I can. Um, so that's been really, that's been fun. I've, got, I've gotten to talk to a lot of really cool people and had really great conversations. I just sat down with um, a reporter from CNN over this last weekend to talk about women in agriculture and and they didn't reach out through like Ocean Spray or the Cranberry Growers Association. They reached out to me personally to have this interview. There's a truck going by. <laughs> <laughs> so they reached out to me personally, and because they googled like female farmer Wisconsin or like female cranberry grower or something, I don't know what they searched for. Like somehow I was the person Search that for badass up. chick. Yeah, you just popped yeah. right up. <laughs> I just popped right up. And, and that kind of put things in perspective for me. Like, yeah, it's cool to do all these interviews and stuff, but someone has always been like handling that for me. Like they've just given them to me and no one has like approached me like that on their own. So to have someone from like a big reporter from CNN, reach out and be like, Hey, I want to do this piece about women in agriculture. And we love your podcast. You love the idea of your podcast. Um, And your presence on social media, what do you say to sit down and and talk about it? It's like, holy shit, like sorry, but that's that's nuts to me because it's all started from
0: just sharing your story, yeah. Yeah, and your everyday life.
1: Yeah, and and that's wild to me. Like it's but it it's bananas that people want to follow you, like not you personally, like you know, like people want to follow your story and like why I don't do anything that interesting yeah I grow a crop that you know not a lot of people see but people are aren't always interested in your crop they're interested in your story is what I found that people like so much like if you are authentic and you just have fun and and just show what you're doing on a day-to-day basis like that's what people want to see they don't want to see like over-edited pictures they don't want to see you with like 10 filters on, they want to see, like, like we talk about every week, the real reels and I'm on a soapbox right now. You could just tell me to shut up.
0: You're doing <laughs> like, good. I, I was muted because Jackson's crying. So you just keep talking. I'm going to go. Grab-
1: but like, that's what people want to see. And that's what they want to hear about is just authenticity and um, what goes on every single day, even though it, it might not seem the most exciting to you. Like that's a foreign, that might be a foreign concept to someone else. Um, When we had this reporter out over the weekend, she came from Washington, DC. And the first thing she said was like, I had no idea cranberries were grown in Wisconsin because I always thought it was just an East coast thing. And so to tell her that, you know, no Wisconsin grows over half the world's supply of cranberries, She was just blown away. Um, and she was also just like wildly impressed with the image of cranberries during harvest, you know, to see that in real life, something that I see every day and I sometimes take for granted I forget that people have no idea what that does look like or they have no idea um, what what the industry is like outside of harvest. They have no idea what what cranberries grow on or anything. So um, what, what I sometimes take for granted. I forget that people are amazed by. So, I mean, same with me and and like talking to Becca right away. Like I, I had no idea. I knew nothing about cows. I mean, I still call them different brands of cows, but, um, you know, I knew nothing about it. I thought that was so fascinating. I think like row crop farming is so fascinating because I know nothing about it. And it's just so unique and foreign. So to look like pasture knows, sometimes is is uh pretty cool to see especially uh, on social media there's always there's a lot out there to explore and it's just fun connecting with different people so there's my there's my little soapbox rant for you
0: oh it's great I oh sorry just scared Jackson um I guess I missed the first part of that conversation obviously but um to know that, you know, you can share your story and, and still relate to people on a certain level, but to also like teach them about where their food comes from, or, you know, just learn about different crops. Like you said, I, I mean, I know nothing about the crops that we grow. I'm learning slowly, but I, it's never really interested me. Like cows, cows are my thing. I can talk about cows all day long. Um, So it's always interesting to follow other people just to kind of get their perspective on farming and like see what they do, especially in different parts of the country. Um, And then like you said, community, just being able to build a community and like meet like minded people, but also, I mean, complete strangers that they just follow you because they think what you're doing is interesting. And then you become close with them because, you know, you can just communicate about certain things and find uh, different things that you might relate relate on you know and that's how we started this podcast yeah it is it it is so cool that you
1: can do that kind of stuff right yeah and i think the pandemic like as unfortunate as as that was and is i think social media really helped connect a lot of people um i mean you we were forced to stay inside and everyone was on their phones so a lot of at least for me anyway i don't want to speak for everyone but like a lot of my connections happened during the pandemic when I couldn't go out and talk to people. So I'm just making connections through social media again, like with you and pretty much everyone else on, on Instagram. Like, it's just, it's just crazy how much you can do through your phone.
0: Mm -hmm. It's a little scary, but
1: yeah, it's scary, but it's also very cool. Just so many opportunities that can be presented because you just, share pictures of your life where you share videos like yes it's it's very scary thinking you know if you want to think about the whole whatever but it's also very cool and and very rewarding as well
0: mm-hmm.
1: Jackson's really
0: so
1: into this. he is he's gonna be he's gonna be a little advocate here pretty soon oh,
0: he's nice and quiet though <laughs> like, the other two finally went outside <laughs> did you tell to go take some chickens I'm telling them to go outside they didn't want to and then Joe wanted to but we didn't want to and then finally I don't know they, they put on their shoes and they left <laughs> um, yeah I them. think that the pandemic like you said a lot more people are on their phone and I personally saw a shift And like everyone wanted to buy local because, you know, there was the shortages with the grocery stores and it wasn't necessarily a meat shortage, but the plants were shut down. Like things just weren't getting processed like they should have been. And so all of a sudden we saw these like Facebook groups popping up of people that wanted to buy beef. And that was pretty awesome. It was um, coincidentally the year that we kind of started selling a lot more beef, uh, especially by the cotton at the farmer's markets and stuff. So I think In a way, it was terrifying because, you know, I was like, okay, I signed up for this farmer's market. I got all this beef. Like, what if they don't even have the farmer's market? Uh, But Mm -hmm. we were lucky enough that they kept it on and there was probably less people than there would have been, but a lot of people online still were, were looking for beef and were really kind of wanting to connect with people locally because they knew that they might not get it in the grocery store. So that was kind of a plus for, for us. And two, I don't, I don't like people that much. So being able to connect with more people over the phone is more my speed, but I know it's like uh, the introvert's dream is just to talk to people through their phone and just not actually meet them. Sometimes (laughs) Sometimes I get asked, like, how do you, how do you talk to like thousands of people on your phone? And I'm like, I'm literally just talking to my phone. Like you said, with your interviews, you're just having a conversation with someone. And I, I don't think about the people that are going to see it. Um, and it's just, I don't know, it's easy for me, but then at the same time, I've done a few like zoom meetings now and that I'm getting better at them, but I'm not a huge public speaker. Like if you put me in a room full of people and want me to talk out loud, count me out. Like I'm just, that's not my jam, but, like Zooms are a little bit easier because I feel like, you know, people are obviously still watching you, but you're not like face, face, you know, right in front of them. So I I don't know. It's been, it's been really cool. And I know, um, you know, the Cranberry Growers Association has, has a lot of media training and the dairy industry, especially too has a lot too. So, you know, if you're in that Avenue and you kind of want to get involved, um, professional dairy producers of Wisconsin is probably like the number one place I would look. PDPW. They, it's been a long time since I did media training with them, but they had a great program where they uh, kind of like with you, they, you know, gave you talking points, key messages to get across. They helped you um, to know like how to do TV interviews. And um, like you, you do like spin, spin a negative into a positive, um, you know, because the dairy industry is Full of misconceptions that we have to continually answer to um, but pdpw does a lot of great things and then i know the wisconsin farm bureau i mean they mm-hmm. they've always got great leadership uh, classes and the discussion meets that they do like they've got a lot of great media training um, unfortunately i haven't done any lately just because a lot of them are like quite a big time commitment and i'm just i'm at a stage in my life where i can't do that <laughs> but. If they, yeah, if you're interested in getting more media training or learning, uh, kind of a better way to tell your story or like at a more professional level, I guess you could say those are two places I would definitely look into. Yeah. And I
1: know there's like a lot of, um, like quote unquote Instagram coaches out there too. So if you are interested in like growing your audience or something, um, you don't necessarily need like a coach or anything. Maybe you just follow your like favorite accounts and see what they're doing to grow too. That's kind of what I've been doing. Um, just seeing, just follow trends, I guess. See like what other people are doing, like how they're using hashtags. If they're using hashtags, what they're using, um, tag people in your posts just to widen your reach or whatever. Um, or if you like have more specific questions, you can always reach out to us. Not that we're professionals by any means, but we can always try to help you or like take a look at your profile and see what's going on. Or if we want it, if we have any recommendations for you, we can always try to help you in any way um, because that's what we're here for, to help you guys sometimes yeah. <laughs> if we have time. <laughs> we try,
0: that's a good point. There's, I mean, I think there's a lot of good courses that you can take online. I. I'm personally a cheap ass um <laughs> but i think the biggest thing is just like engaging with with your audience you yes. know engaging with your audience and engaging with other accounts um that's kind of the, the easiest way to to meet new people and i think boost your engagement
1: you think so yeah
0: because it seems like instagram is just changing
1: every day like the algorithm is just changing so much that it you can't, it, you can't keep up with it. Like no, one day. I don't
0: understand it at
1: all. No. So don't take it too seriously unless you're getting paid to, unless Instagram is like your main job and you're getting paid to do that. Don't, don't stress about it too much. Like if you don't post every day, life goes on, you know, don't, don't stress yourself out, like create ulcers by creating like a posting schedule or something. Like it's not that serious. Just
0: but at the end of the day, social media is only one avenue to tell your story and to, right. to kind of spread the good word about what you're doing. So if if social media you find isn't your thing, reach out to news stations or local newspapers because a lot of the times they love to write about agriculture, but it's you know not always something totally on their radar or, you know, if you can come to them with a story idea. I think that obviously is probably pretty good in their eyes because it's one less thing for them to have to worry about. <laughs> then, you yeah. Know. Like the CNN interview
1: when they wanted to talk about women in agriculture, it all came about because um, there was like a journalist from the Time magazine. I think she wanted to try to buy and consume only consume products that were um, from ba- women-based companies or like woman-run organizations and she could do everything except eat like she had a really hard time finding um, farms that were run and owned by women and like just like restaurants that were owned and and run by women so uh, they started taking a closer look at women in agriculture and seeing like the numbers jump up and all that other good stuff so like
0: it's like 30 some percent now or uh, yeah. farms that are like managed at least by women. Yeah. Yeah. So um if you're interested
1: in talking about your experience on the farm, reach out to a media outlet, find this story about uh women in agriculture and just you know be like, hey, if you're interested, I'd love to talk to more about it. And they're gonna they're probably gonna say yes. Like I can't guarantee it, but they, they yeah, that's a cool story to run with. And if you're confident talking about it, go do it because uh, it's a it's a cool, it's a cool topic to talk about and just brag about yourself for a minute. Talk about how much of a badass you are. Everyone loves to hear those stories.
0: Mm-hmm. And your story is worth sharing. <laughs> I say that all the time, but it really is. Because if you don't tell it, it someone is. else is gonna tell it and it's not gonna be the narrative that you want. Right. Take a look at these documentaries
1: on Netflix mm-hmm. about farms, about Animal. I'm, we're not going to go there, but just know that, you know, there are people out there that are putting a negative spin on agriculture farming that, that are huge misconceptions and they don't do the research and they don't talk to real farmers. And we need to, we need to change our perspective that we're not, we're not bad guys. We're feeding America, we're feeding the world and People take us for granted. So mm-hmm. share your story. Hear, here. That is all I have to say about that. Right, Jackson?
0: And he's like, oh. girl, stop talking. <laughs> He'd probably be more interested if he could hear you, but oh. I got the headphones in, so he probably doesn't know what's happening. <laughs> right, he's like, oh, mom's talking to herself again. <laughs> what a weirdo. <laughs> Nothing new there. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that that's all. That's all I have. Um, you know, if like I said, if you want to learn more about media training and stuff, check out PDPW or uh, Wisconsin Farm Bureau, or if you're not in Wisconsin, uh, any of the farm bureaus I think have pretty great programs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure there's more. I know Holstein Association has a. Uh, uh. Oh, I forget what they call it. It's like a Young Distinguished Leaders Institute might be the name of it, um, where they do a ton of media training and leadership training, things like that. Um, I know the uh, Wisconsin Farm Bureau has a, a women's specific program, which is really cool. Um, so that'd be something to check out if you're into that. I know it's it's pretty rigorous, but you know the experience and the knowledge that you're going to gain from it are going to be worth it. But yeah, I think that if if you want to tell your story more and you want to kind of branch out, I think the best thing to do is just look for those opportunities and don't be scared if someone want, is going to say no. Like, you know, I think if you're reaching out to share your story to the media and stuff, most of the time they're, they're going to be interested in what you have to say because any positive note that we can give agriculture is going to go over well. So mm-hmm. I think you just got to believe in yourself and Take take the leap. Yeah. Just say yes to two opportunities
1: until you get to the point where you just become overwhelmed and you have to say no. So just (laughs) say yes. (laughs) Just say yes as often as you can. And the more practice you have at it, the easier it gets and the more natural it seems. The first time you do an interview, it it will probably suck. I'm not gonna lie, but you can watch it again and be like, Oh yeah, I, I didn't make enough eye contact, I didn't, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever. Um, but that's how you learn. And that's how you grow is by, you know, sometimes screwing up. So mm-hmm. just don't be afraid to fail because you've all done it. It's fine.
0: Just- and sometimes, I mean, if it's not a live interview and you like know right away, wow, I messed up. You can always ask like, Hey, can I redo that? I know yeah. um, like- the focus on energy, uh, interview that I did, like I had to do like a short introduction, and I, I did it. And then about like 10 minutes later, I was just replaying it in my head. I'm like, that was awful. Like I said, nothing that I wanted to say. And so I was like, I don't want to like make their life more difficult by having to redo it. But I was just like, if it's not too big of a deal, could I make you re, um, film that? And she's just like, Oh, of course. Like, yeah, you go ahead. And then I felt a lot better about it, but even if they would have played it, I'm sure it would have been fine. We're always like our toughest critic, and it, it would have been whatever. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I think always those that things we just everyone. get better.
1: Yeah, I tell that to everyone that that is a guest on our show. I'm like, if you ever say something that you just think is really stupid, just say it, and I'll edit it out. Like it's not a big deal. Um, but yeah, the live the live interviews are always more pressure no take backs there
0: yeah
1: <laughs> but anyway um is there anything else you'd like to
0: add there's tons of worms outside there's tons of worms outside yeah under that black thing oh you're gonna collect them that's like one two three four cool we'll put them in a cup oh. or something can i take a picture now, I really know them. Why don't you get your tablet and take a picture? No. Yeah, i take my phone. I have about 100 pictures of worms on my phone now. Share it to social media. <laughs> Godspeed There's to your so, phone. <laughs> so, so many worms. And on the bright side, the screw protector's already cracked. So, what's the worst I can do? <laughs> I've been eyeing up that new uh, 13 Pro Max anyways. So yeah, that does look pretty nice. I know like the video quality. I mean, not that I have the 12 Pro Max right now, so it's not like a bad phone, but every time a new iPhone comes out, you're just like, I want it. I need it. <laughs> and Joey always makes fun of me, but I'm like, it's for like, I mean, the you know, higher quality videos and stuff I can take for social media. It's yeah, I totally Test need it. it. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's a farm expense. Oh,
0: big one.
1: Okay. I will let you go uh wrangle some forms. Yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm a little nervous that my phone's gonna be full of mud, but it is what it is. It is what it is. So if you guys aren't following us already, make sure you give us a like and follow over at Forward Farming Podcast. Becca is over at Farming with the Hillbees. I'm over at Cranberry Chats, and uh, if you haven't left us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, feel free to do so. Um, and we will see you next time.
0: Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 <laughs>